when you are on a team and you have constructive tension and constructive criticism, and you're trying to make the product the best that it can be, but you have a different opinion, stop trying for first place. Sometimes the best product is actually a compromise. Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. Are you part of a toxic work environment? Today's episode talks about how leaders can overcome toxic work environments by creating a safe space, a grace space, and second place. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. So Joshua, today we're going to talk a little bit about toxic leadership and how to avoid it. And it's a very timely topic, I think, for this day in which we are we find ourselves. So Joshua, what is toxic leadership and how do you avoid it? Yeah. In my first career, I cared so much about the result. Are we winning? Are we producing? Are we are we adding shareholder value and getting everybody paid and you know serving our clients? But I didn't care as much about the people on my team as I did the result of what we were trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I think to to any extent where our leadership isn't taking into account the personhood of everybody on our team, in addition to the professionalism or the purpose or the achievement of what we're trying to do, there's a high likelihood that there's at least some toxicity in that equation. One of the changes that that has happened in my mind about leadership is that I've stopped putting leadership into the category of the right decision or the right action. And I started putting leadership into the category of the right environment. That's so good. We hear a lot about mindset in the world. Like I'm going to have the, the, the best mindset. And then what the tools they are is like your mindset is go crush it and then have a Ferrari. And if you have that mindset, you're a leader. Right. I don't think that that's the mindset that really great leaders have. I think really great leaders have a mindset of, I can build an environment where my team can thrive. I can encourage them. And then as an organization, we can do more by encouraging and loving on people and, and helping, uh, you know, helping create growth. And that's the whole growability model, isn't it? I mean, if you're going to build a business, you need to garden and it, we're, it's a tree, you know, and it's long term. I also think there's another aspect to this that has to do with power. Toxic leadership is about power and I'm going to get this power and I'm going to keep this power and I'm going to keep other people from taking this power away from me as opposed to healthy leadership that is about empowering. Hey, I'm going to give you power. When an organization in my mind has a healthy leadership structure, it's again, distributing power, excelling in the thing that we're really good at. And letting other people excel in the things that they're really good at. Like if if you don't have any humility, then leadership's really too dangerous for you. Like you shouldn't be a leader for your sake. You shouldn't be a leader for the sake of the people who will be following you because you have no humility. And if you don't have any humility, then you should really probably wait until you actually have some humility. So Joshua, what are some ways that leaders can build healthy environments for their ongoing growth as a leader? So there's three things, Bernie, that that I think we could cover today that are are really good tools for creating healthy environments for leadership 
and particularly the kind of leadership that will create influence rather than just authority. You know, I mean, genuine leadership, not just rule keeping. So those three things are number one is a safe space. Number two is a grace space. And number three is second place. (laughs) So we can talk through safe space, grace space, and second place. When I think about creating a safe communication space, there's three S's for leaders and we try to train leaders towards in communication. The one is no silence. The second is no sarcasm. And then the third is no strife. I went into a a friend's office that is a very successful business person in downtown Nashville. They had several offices, offices in Nashville and Atlanta and you know hundreds of employees. And right as you walk into the office, there's a lot of people all working together. And there was a sign that said, shout talking is not talking. <laughs> it's shouting. <laughs> it's shouting. <laughs> a lot of times when people want to resolve conflict, they, they get elevated in their communication. They start yelling at each other. Well, I said this. No, you said this. And I said this. And I said this. And da, 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 da. There are some ground rules if you want to have a safe environment for communication that I believe every organization should have. No silence, no sarcasm, and no strife. So what do you mean when you say no silence? Yeah, so let's say that you're having a good relationship with a team member and all of a sudden there's just this distance where the, you know, how are you doing today? Fine. Okay, you know, and then the next day you're like, so, hey, did you get that report? It's done. So what's happening is there's something amiss in that relationship, but they're not talking about it. It, It's sort of like you're stepping on a team member's toes and you don't know it. And then they're not telling you about it. And so instead of talking about it, they're just giving you the silent treatment. Or if you find yourself, you're like sitting at your desk and it's like, oh, they just went into the break room. I am going to wait until they're out of the break room before yeah. I go into the break room. I, uh, that, that sounds very familiar, actually. No, I, I get that. So silence is the you know, no conversation, no friendliness, that kind of thing. Well, sarcasm. Tell us a little bit about sarcasm and what that, what that is in the workplace. Yeah. So sarcasm, it's, I guess it's the reality that there's always a little bit of truth behind every joke. Exactly. And sarcasm can be funny, like if you're thinking about like Seinfeld, but it it can also be hostility disguised as humor. People's feelings are getting hurt and we're just trying to be funny. It's like, actually, it's not worth trying to be funny if you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. There might be different sarcasm standards depending where you are. You know, if you're working in the in the nursery, there's a different level of sarcasm as if you're working on the shop floor. But you need to know where the line is. And, and, and the leaders are responsible for making sure that that's a safe communication space. So no silence, no sarcasm. And then, as I mentioned before, no strife. No strife is just shout talk, you know, raising your voice or just getting animated. Now, if I, as a leader, are giving people the silent treatment, using sarcasm to get my point across, 
or, you know, yelling and coming in and raising my voice to get something done, then having that rule in the office or trying to establish those guidelines for a safe communication space, they're going to be meaningless. So the first thing that I have to do as a leader is I have to obliterate silence, sarcasm, and strife from my communication with anybody on the team. When I'm talking, if I get, if I get heated, I need to tone it down. Uh, when somebody has offended me, I need to just say, hey, I, I need to talk about this and not just like create an angst. And then, right. you know, I don't need to, you know, use humor as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. What else can we do to create a, a, a safe place or a non-toxic space for the people that we work with? So the second then is a grace space. The easiest thing to do as a leader in an environment is to change external things. The music's too loud, I can turn it down. The voice of my coworkers are too loud, I can ask them, hey, can we stop shout talking? Right. The hardest thing to do is actually change the inside of somebody's head. Um, we have an outer dialogue that, you know, extroverts have the short end of the stick because their outer dialogue is seen by everyone. Introverts have a, a dialogue that's, they just do in their own head. So you can't tell what they're saying. Like introverts across the world understand that they're in a much better position than extroverts because they can think things and not share them. <laughs> <laughs> right. A grace space is not allowing yourself to have a negative internal voice. You know, there's lots of good psychology books and resources about how to not have a negative self-talk inside your head. But here are some indicators that you have some negativity going on between your ears. One is if in the communication with a person, you feel like they are an absolute villain. You see that person's car in the driveway and you're like, Hitler has shown up for work. Now, they, <laughs> they might have, you know, they might have started a food pantry. They might have been your best friend for 20 years, but now you're angry at them. And so now they're a villain. They turned into Hitler instantaneously. If we have a negative internal voice that says, hey, this is only a villain, then I'm not giving that person grace. It's not a grace space. The second thing is similar, but this one is more, I am a victim. Uh, yeah. I've never done anything wrong in my entire life. And now this is happening on top of that. So not only is this person Hitler, but I'm Mother Teresa. And now they're communicating with me in this way. So one thing I've got to be careful in my head is, am I just, am I being a little overreactive that they are a complete villain and not a human being? The second thing is, am I being a little bit overreactive inside my head and saying, I'm a complete victim. I've never done anything wrong. This whole communication issue that we're having, it's all on them. I'm not, like, I'm 0% of the problem. They're 100% of the problem. Yeah. And then the third thing is I have no voice. There's nothing that I can say or do will make any difference at all. If I say my opinion, it's not going to change anything. I'm voiceless here. I'm totally helpless. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful, Joshua, because I can see someone just embracing all three of those things all at once. These people are all evil. Yep. I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> yep. I just am the angel that you have thrown <laughs> to the ground and now I can't do anything about it. Like I, I've been there. I've totally been there. And, and that, that usually 
none of those things are true 100%, right? No, never 100%. So what, yeah. we're, what we're actually doing in that scenario is we're actually not giving those people grace. That's right. Grace is where we hope a better future for that person. Maybe they are being a villain. Maybe you are a victim. Maybe you don't have a voice. But Grace says, you know what? Even in spite of that, I believe there's hope for this person. If I, inside of my head, believe that the person I'm having an issue with or my team member or my boss or my coworker is a villain and I'm a victim and I'm voiceless, you don't have a Grace space. One job of a leader is to make sure that there's a safe space. No silence, no sarcasm, no strife. Another job of the leader is to ensure that there's a grace space where people aren't having this internal negative dialogue of they're a villain, I'm a victim, and I have no voice. Safe space, grace space. The third thing is what I call second place. Yeah. Constructive tension is what creates excellence in an organization. The scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. You're, you're not going to get to the, your best product by never giving pushback. Hey, how is this? Like my, my kindergartner drew our new logo. Do you love it? Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> you know? So constructive tension is the way that you build excellence. So hey, I like this, but I'm going to push back here. Oh, I like this, I'm going to push back here. When you are on a team and you have constructive tension and constructive criticism and you're trying to make the product the best that it can be, but you have a different opinion, stop trying for first place. Sometimes the best product is actually a compromise. And, you know, we talk a lot about this in the DISC personality profile, like the D personality, the lion wants to win. And the S personality, the golden retriever, they want to have balance. Well, so for one, winning looks like getting it done and crushing it. For the other one, it looks like making sure everybody's happy and having a balanced schedule. What does winning look like? Well, most of the time, winning looks like a balance of those two things. We get it done and we crush it, but also the people involved are happy that they were part of the project. So shooting for second place, you kind of have three steps of shooting for second place. The first is define the point. What is the problem that we are trying to solve? The second is defining the prize. What is the goal that we're trying to achieve? And then the third is, what's the compromise? What is a reasonable path to accomplish both the point and the prize? And so that's where the second place comes in. You know, first place is, this is really good for me, and it's kind of like bad for you. Or it's really good for you and it's just bad for me. Whereas second place is kind of like, this is good enough for both of us and it's not bad for either of us. (laughs) Well, and what I love about that, Joshua, is that you're moving things out of the subjective and putting it into the objective. If you're having a disagreement with somebody, oftentimes you are trying to achieve the same goal You're trying to solve the same problem, but you don't have it defined and you miss what the problem is that you're trying to solve and you miss the goal you're trying to achieve when in reality, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, it it is so easy to get lost in the argument and to get lost in the emotion that like 90% of communication challenges 
forget the point that they're talking about. That's you right. start you start saying like, hey, let's go to get um, tacos. And it's like, I don't want to have tacos. And then like 20 minutes later, you're bringing up, you know, the time when you went to go get tacos five years ago. And it's like, wait, what's the point? The point is we're hungry and we need dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're fighting over Chinese food or tacos when really that's not even the point. So right. if you can walk through this, okay, what's the point? The point is we want we're hungry and we we need dinner. Okay, let's start there. And then what's the prize? A full tummy that was enjoyable. Okay, well, yeah. and then the compromise. Well, you want tacos, I want Chinese food, but we both like Italian. Let's go eat Italian, second place. Or there's a place here in Greenville called Taco Sushi, and it's like Asian food mixed with Mexican food. So there you go. it's taco, taco sushi. sushi. So go to well, taco sushi. Go to yeah. taco sushi. We'll solve this thing. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't have a safe place, if you don't have a grace space, you're not going to be able to negotiate second place. A, a safe space, a grace space, and second place are really good starts for leaders if you want to overcome bad leadership and become a, a better leader. Hey, we are out of time today. But uh, until next week, we want you to remember that you're doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know. And we thank you for growing today with GrowAbility. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the GrowAbility podcast. The mission of GrowAbility is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit GrowAbility.com and speak with a certified GrowAbility coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps GrowAbility equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for growing with GrowAbility.